Hey ladies, I'm LaKendra. And I'm LaMisha. And we are Them Dope Wives. With 30 years of collective experience, we're here to give you an inside look at what marriage is really like. The ups, the downs, the ins, the outs. What about the for better, for worse, in sickness and in health? You know, doing your part till death do you part? Oh, yes, of course, that too. And real talk, we might even spill a little tea and tell somebody's business. Are you looking for something really real? Then honey, pull up a chair and grab your favorite cup of something hot as we dish on all things marriage. You guys strong. Um, I'm so sorry. Y'all know what we be like, okay, it's time to get started and then we be kicking and then y'all just come on in in the middle. But we got some things to be talking about today. Uh on them dope wives is that true or is that not true my sis oh that is true we kick it off a new month oh yeah oh yeah um this month is about to be a whole lot of interesting (laughs) to say the least (laughs) it is gonna be interesting we we're 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 trying to get to having a healthy marriage okay um but today we're going to be kicking things off in our overall theme of having a healthy marriage. Uh, we're going to be talking about how, you know, unhealthy marriages look and how they go. And then we're going to talk about uh, everything down to how to have a perfect marriage um, as perfect as can be. So let me just say perfect is relative rights to you. OK, because what's perfect for one may not be perfect for all. But we think that there are some generalities that make things perfect for pretty much everyone. But today. We are talking about a very touchy subject, especially for our type A headstrong um, boss ladies out there. Mm -hmm. Um, Today we are talking about his manhood versus your independence. Mm. And you guys... It, I feel like there's 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 really a fine line that we teeter between that, right? Right. Yes. I think so. Like between this whole idea about um, doing what I want when I want because I'm a grown woman, or doing what I want when I want because I'm a boss and I makes money. Doing what I want when I want just because that's what I feel like doing, right? And yeah. who are you to come tell me do whatever, anything else, right? And that male ego, that male um that that headship that we're supposed to honor right that mm, leadership mm-hmm. that we're supposed to fall in line under um that we struggle and that the world is like this is cringeworthy <laughs> yes <laughs> you know <clears throat> so we wrestle with that so many of us it is a hard thing we are society tells us that the word that is associated with releasing your independence Mm-hmm. which is submission, that that word is a curse word. Oh, yeah. Dirty. And that you are threatening a man's manhood if you don't, if you refuse to submit, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and this society has also raised these independent, I say these, <laughs> because right. in essence, we all have a little bit of it, these independent, strong bosses who Mm -hmm. 
have to lead the world in the boardroom, in organizations, on um, committees and at schools and stuff mm-hmm. like that. They have to be leaders in mm-hmm. all of these places. And then they have to turn around and come home and shut it off and turn it down when they get to their to their respective homes with their husband. Yeah. Yeah. And and we had a Go ahead. And I was going to say, and that is just, um, that's just where we are in 2022. Facts. Facts. Everything is about, is about the boss chick. That's real true. And it feels like the, it feels like the, you know, uh, there used to be these shirts, these signs, these, um, this sort of school of thought that the future is female. And I feel like that has been the theme for seriously, like the last 10 years, everything has been so focused on uh, woman empowerment, uh, women yeah. rising up, women uh, leading, women getting a seat at the table, all of these things. And none of those things are necessarily bad. However, when we couple that with attack, the attack, I want to say on masculinity, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, this whole toxic masculinity model and everybody hates a macho man and all this kind of thing, right? Mm-hmm. Um, it's making the future feminine and self because with, with, are, with Fs. <laughs> toxic masculinity. Like, I need to look that up because I, I have heard that. Yeah. And, and, and to me, masculinity is sexy um just the word masculinity should make you moist why (laughs) why would we put the word toxic in front of something that is so like the word femininity and the word masculinity Mm. should make should bring a feeling right why would you put the word toxic in front of masculinity I think that we're trading it in for some toxic femininity because here's the thing. There are some things that that people feel that are toxic in terms of what is considered to be masculine. For example, um, not allowing boys to cry, Um, Mm -hmm. you know, like don't let the or or not giving um, not giving your male children the same sort of tender, loving care that you would other children um, well, only other children you could have is a girl, but, you know, kind of not giving them that same sort of tender, loving care uh, and 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 that they need in order to get over things like, oh, he fell. He bumped his head. Ah, shake it off, boy. You know what I mean? Like I've heard some pretty toxic things in terms of just like manning up, you know, that they're the terms man up and deal yes. with it type of thing. So. They're not allowed to cry. They're not allowed to hurt themselves. They're not allowed to get comfort if if there's something wrong with them, you know, kind of thing. And what's hilarious to me is we hear these huge juxtapositions. I don't know how many wives will say when their husband is sick, it's the most pitiful thing you can ever experience. However, we're hearing that boys are not allowed to cry. But how many mama's boys do you know? Like, it just doesn't add up. Right. So it's like, is is it? Is it toxic masculinity? Like, where's the origination of the the toxicity? You know what I'm saying? Like, where did it come about? Where did it start? And why does it exist? And I would, I would raise a notion that, Mm -hmm. I would raise a notion that toxic masculinity became came to the forefront so much so because men had to raise their 
machismo to compete or to stand out or to represent themselves in a way in front of the new independent woman? I would say, <clears throat> I don't know. I don't know. I they think have it's to an interesting over man in order to compete with a woman who has decided that she would want to take on the traits of a leader of the head of household mm, i don't know <clears throat> i would say i don't i don't i don't i don't agree necessarily i don't think that it, it that it came from competing with women i think that men have always kind of had this sort of machoism and i think it's kind of like them being macho amongst them you get what i'm saying kind of like how women get dressed up we get all jazzed for because we just want to be cute girls with cute girls you know what i'm saying right like girl oh put this on oh you're gonna be cute oh we do that for one another so that we can feel good with each other um men i think have a similar thing you know wherein it's ah beat your chest be a man do the strong boy thing you get what i mean i feel mm -hmm. like there's something similar in that and i think that when we put the two together you know there there can sometimes be a a, a disconnect where women are more feeling human than men <clears throat> who tend to be uh by nature more practical right more thinking in the sense of their uh emotions used to i don't know these new men a little different but used to not be um <clears throat> A focus right they, they wouldn't really focus on how they felt about a thing more than they would uh be uh cerebral just around what needs to get done right i can't mm -hmm. be sitting up here crying because i got a family to take care of and support i can't be sitting up here upset because you know i have these other things to do and men have always been charged with putting their feelings to the side Mm -hmm. to do the task right <clears throat> right and that that in essence could be toxic yeah so i think it's more of that but i think that we're taking that pendulum and we're swinging it too far left in the sense of like okay yeah we got to come center with it but we can't go all the way left we can't go right. you know we can't go to the to the balls clipping you know do what i say do break you down type of thing when it comes to because then we don't have really balance right and i right. don't think that men or women are the same either i think that, that there's there's definitely a difference between men and women i don't think that we're the same i don't think that we're meant or called or designed to be the same no. um <clears throat> and i think that there's nothing wrong with men being masculine yes. it, it, i think it makes room actually for you to be more feminine and to like own that strength because feminine energy is strength and I don't I wish more women understood how much strength you get from feminine energy I can't say how many years I'm like okay I'm trying to hone more feminine energy <clears throat> yeah I think okay so I did while we are live recording I looked up toxic masculinity and some okay. of the traits that are listed says showing strength and aggression in moments of conflict mm -hmm. it says restraining one's emotions except for pride and anger which mm. are the only acceptable masculine emotion to express that's in quotes mm -hmm. being dominant over women and other men mm -hmm. acting like a bully to maintain a constant competitive advantage mm. and avoid losing at all costs 
Yeah. So <laughs> when I read these things, I don't feel like they are toxic. What I feel like that this is a man, a man who displays all of these things mm-hmm. does not have a soft place to lay his head. He does mm-hmm. not have a place to return to where he can de-armor. Mm. You know, because when I say um, avoid losing at all costs, I want you to go out there and make it happen, sir. I mm-hmm. need you to say, nope, I'm not going to take this L for this. I'm going to figure a way around it and make it and get it popping and make it happen. Yeah. When restrains one emotions is like for pride and anger. Uh-huh. When and when you're out there, you know, pride and anger. I mean, as long as you're not displaying anger in a way of aggression, if you are saying, okay, but I think that's did, it. What he did angers. If if what he did angers me, and mm-hmm. I know how to, um, I have emotional intelligence, and I know how to channel my anger into a way that's gonna put me ahead, put me on top, and make me win. And mm-hmm. then I can do those things, and I can come home to my woman who is the epitome of femininity mm-hmm. and and i and, and meets me with open arms and can love <clears throat> me and help me um take off all of these shields and heal my wounds and um and love on me if, okay if that's, ahead, the, if that's the if that is the balance of um a good like masculinity and femininity where they meet okay where it's not toxic mm-hmm. then then that's a good thing. Like I, I don't, I don't, I don't know that it. I don't know that it's necessarily about like the balance between masculine and feminine when we're talking specifically about just toxic masculinity. Because when you're dealing with toxic masculinity, it's it's to me, it, I don't think to- toxic masculinity is an actual thing. I think that there okay, are some yes. men. I think that there are some men who struggle with issues of aggression. I think that there are some men who struggle with confidence and so it demonstrates in overcompensating or doing certain things that mm-hmm. uh can be perceived as toxic right mm-hmm. i think that there have been bad habits that could have been formed over time and i don't necessarily think that it's just boy behavior i think it's just poor behavior and but i do think that we have to make space for um <clears throat> for men to have feelings to express their feelings and to be loved on and comforted. Yes. And I think that there is something for us to do, Misha, to your point, for us to do as wives to ensure that our husbands don't have need for toxic behavior uh, and that they find confidence within their masculinity because of how we pour into them. Right. So I think that that's I think that's the thing. And then there's some there's some space for us as wives, especially us type A, uh, us headstrong, us that are a little lippy, us that are a little strong willed to find a place of understanding in where we can help build up our men, because there are some men who um, who struggle to assert themselves because they've been so beat down and they're the absolute opposite of toxic masculinity 
Yeah. You know, so let's talk, let's talk about, let's talk about what that mouth do. <laughs> what that mouth <laughs> do. Let's talk about what that mouth do. So in terms as, of masculinity, in terms as, of his manhood. As, in terms of his manhood. Yeah. I'm talking about what that mouth, what does the woman's mouth do? I think it can do a couple things. One, <clears throat> you can either lift up or you can tear down, right? You right. can either build or you can break. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's so important that as a wife, you use your words very wisely because what we don't understand in our feminine energy, in our feminine power, in our positional authority as the wife to this man, that your words over him are boulders they are boulders and you're doing either one or two things either you're building that man up you're laying those bricks and putting him on top and putting him on top and Mm -hmm. he is just finding himself just you know big man on campus because you have built him up with those bricks or you don't beat him down and this man is barely living and he got injuries and head blows and internal bleeding because your mouth has been destroying him. Yeah. Because you can literally send your man could come home having fought the good fight. Yeah. Come home and can't take his armor off because Mm. he getting more wounds at home. Mm. Then he getting out here in these streets. Mm. Now we all know as women that we too um, bring bring things home with us the same way he does. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like we out here, we in the workforce, we're doing our things. Yeah. You know, these these independent and I the again, I say these, these independent women, mm-hmm. we are out here in the world and we're fighting the good fight as well. Yeah. We are, you know, doing the things that um, we need to do to progress in the workplace yeah. Yeah. and and to bring home the bacon as well, right? We all yeah. want this lifestyle, so we all out here, we all yeah. out here riding around getting it. Hey. Okay. Yeah. The difference is <laughs> that we come home and there is the expectation that we are the soft place. Yeah. Um, and when we are not that, mm-hmm. we are just as harsh in the boardroom as we are in the kitchen talking to our husband, on the couch talking to our husband. Then he doesn't take off his armor. We don't take off our armor. And we both just slaying each other <laughs> with the words. With the words all yeah, day. Going back, yeah. We're going back and forth. And this man, and and I just, I have a... I have a hard time with, um, you know, I, I would say a, a combative wife. Or, but tread light, though, because I feel like you almost on your way to saying be his peace. Okay. I'm not, I, I don't, 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 don't do it. Don't do it. No, That's no, triggering. No, I'm not on the, I'm not on the, <laughs> you're right. You're right. It could you know be I mean? taken as then I need to be his peace. Okay. And, and Please don't no, do it. Don't do it. I'm not going to do it. If there is not peace, I feel like there should be peace in the home, period. Like, there, he should yeah. be my peace and, and I should and be, you his, should be peace. his Yeah. But what we're talking about is the, 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 the men who have to come home to a combative wife. Yeah. Who have to come home to um, failures 
outside failures being thrown in their face inside the home. And so being you didn't get masculine. the promotion, but now you like, uh, and you didn't get the promotion. I mean, let's just and, play, let's just really make it plain because we're talking about your mouth being real disrespectful. Facts. Period. We just talking about how he come home and he didn't get the promotion. Yeah. Or it was layoffs at the job. And he or, was one. And he was one of them. Yeah. Um he got into an accident in the car on the way home, and y'all really can't afford to get that car fixed. And it was him. Yeah. Talk, yeah. You know what I'm saying? We're talking yeah. about um he forgot uh to he picked up the kid he picked up little john john late because okay. it was traffic um he had to work anything a little bit he later than he said yeah anything that he did that could have been a fault that you could say and it's your fault or that you can say and i told you so or because this is one thing i've done I, and i've made this a point to always do or to never do mm-hmm. is to i never i never say i told you so literally mm-hmm. never say I told you so. Even now, if you had did tell him so. even if I even if I told him so, I might raise my eyebrow now. I might mm. say, oh, that's interesting. <laughs> OK, I might do that. <clears throat> OK, but I'm not going to say, see, that's what I see. That, see, that's what I'm talking about right there. See, that's why I had that's told why you. I, that's why yesterday, I told you. See, not to go that way to work because mm-hmm. I knew because I knew. <clears throat> and I had told you. Mm-mm. I didn't do that. Or I, yeah, go ahead. The, I can't believe you. Would, I can't believe you would. I don't fill in the blank. Dot, dot, how would you? How could you fix your mouth to? Like dot, dot, dot. So let me ask you this, Misha. Do you think that you can emasculate a man, or is it all on him? I think you can emasculate a man. I don't think. I think that um, when a when a a woman and man get married mm-hmm. that they enter into the marriage. My whole enter into the marriage completely naked and free um, of anything that would hold them back from being vulnerable. And as the marriage progresses and there are things that cause resentment or doubt or things like that, then a man can start to feel even more vulnerable mm. and a woman can claw at that vulnerability. Like y- y- blades can spew from your mouth mm-hmm. that cut like knives. You know what I'm saying? Words can spew and cut people like knives and mm-hmm. nobody can, I know that nobody can hurt my husband the way that I can. And that I think is, but that's a wise woman understanding that. I think that there are too many wives that don't understand that. I mean, I can't say how many times I've heard it. I might have even thought it, but okay, listen, it's up to him to be confident. It's up to him to own his manhood. It's up to him to be responsible and to know his position and to stand in his authority. It's not on me. If I say thus and so, he has to know better. And I feel like there's a fault in that thought process. That yeah, yeah, but that I feel like that thought process has to be addressed because what do we say to the woman who thinks that thinks that there's nothing that I'm gonna say that's gonna change the situation? There's nothing that I'm gonna say that's gonna make him low. He needs to be able to have his own confidence because I feel that like if your husband every day told you you were unattractive, <clears throat> mm-hmm. he told you you and no matter what you went in that closet and put on, he told you that ain't cute. 
Right. I don't know what you thought. I don't know what are you doing. That is right. not cute. I'll, and you I went in. You tried. Let's imagine that trying hard. You went in. You went and got sized. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? You know went and got the you got the right the undergarments. Leg, all the things and. You don't went and got really put yourself together. You step out the closet and you just know he's about to hit his draw is his jaw is about to hit the floor and he come out and the first thing out his mouth is, What are you wearing? I think that dress was made and that's smaller. Why would you think that you could fit something like that? I thought it was gonna look different on you. Honestly, you should just go take it off. You think you want to go like that? I don't. I mean, I feel like I would be so crushed. Like I feel like I would be crushed. I feel like I I might even cry. Do you want? You really want to wear that? I feel like I would never want to dress for him ever. Or if he just look at you and say, mm, "Nah, that ain't the one." I mean, but all the time. <laughs> I mean, you know, some sometimes it's some never of us the have one. the relationship with our husband where you could be like, "No, nah, but baby, like." Like, look, like, okay, like, if you have that relationship, you could be like, okay, okay. But if every single time you try, it ain't never it. I mean, it I feel it. like there are things you could do. I mean, I'd be like, you know, maybe you need to come in this closet with me, and maybe you need to come shopping with me, and maybe you can help a sister out because I'm trying. But if you are just tearing, 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 if someone's tearing at you like that, like that, put yourself in his shoes. Because, I mean, I have a friend. <clears throat> who I feel has been in the tearing down business where her husband is concerned. Mm. And it's concerning to me. You know what I'm saying? It's concerning to me um, to hear or to learn that you could say that to your husband. I mean, that is, it's hard to be around um, Mm -hmm. couples that don't build each other up, you know, couples that are in conflict and you know, one of them is mad and saying something, you know, uh, to the other one or or tearing the other one down. It is hard to be around a couple like that, especially if that's not your school of thought. Now, I've seen women together and they'd be like, uh, one of them will say, and that's why blah, 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 blah. And the other one will be like, uh-huh, girl, you better tell them. And I'm looking See, at both of them upside their head. Like, like no, all y'all wrong. Everybody in here wrong. I'm gonna leave before the lightning strike. I mean, but <laughs> the lightning because this is wrong. But but when it comes to confidence, I mean, in all honesty, yes, we all are. You know, want to be in our confidence. We all know that. You know, we've we've done some things. You know, the women that have their degrees and the women that have started their own businesses and and all of those things. I mean, when. When when you come home and and you still have on all of that, the things you still talking to you talking to your husband like he's an employee. I mean, in all honesty, you are the only person that has access to his confidence. So you talking to him like he getting paid to do a job, paid to be your husband, and you cutting him down doesn't affect the output of his performance, and it does. You can go to work and talk to your employees crazy and they'll try harder because they're like, I got to keep this job. So let me go on and do what Miss Such and Such said. So give me an example. Well, you, give me an example of what you mean. Okay. So you come home and you tell your husband, um, I mean, if you hungry, then why don't you cook something? Um, 
you ain't gonna clean up. You always look at me. Why you don't clean up? I, I'm trying to find examples of things that are that that could tear your husband down. Oh, you ain't find no job today. So that's what you do big, all day? I think that's a big one. You don't. You don't have. You don't. Okay. You, what you do all day. Mm-hmm. I mean, you ain't got no job. I you feel like that's valid, though. That's valid. <sighs> I would be frustrated if I was working all day and I came home and you sitting here looking at me, looking at you, and we hungry and no food made. Like that is a problem in my mind. Okay. But here's the problem. Here, here's what happens with a combative wife. You walk in a house and you say, I mean, you ain't got no job. What you do all day? You ain't taking it out to cook. You ain't do Or do you come in the house and you say, hey, babe, okay, we need to figure something out because when I come home from work, usually, you know, I have to rush and get food out, but you're here. Can we come up with a plan or a schedule so that you can be the one to get food prepared since you're home? Is it solution driven or is it driven to tear down? Which one is going to create the best results? Which one is going to keep your marriage intact? Which one is not going to kill his manhood so that you can be on a pedestal? Okay, well, let's run an example. I mean, like, I'll run a scenario because I'm, I'm just, I see what you're saying, but I'm still kind of like, eh, I don't know, in the sense of, like, if he's looking for a job. So, like, okay, I have a friend who had, uh, whose husband was looking for a job mm-hmm. and was very much trying, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but in the meantime... She was being real disrespectful with her words, real disrespectful towards him about his effort, being really disrespectful in the sense of just making him sound bad in public. Let me say that. How about that? Like, he ain't got no job, so I don't know why he can't be out, you know, right? why he can't run all of these errands. Right. So it's it's that part. But not only making him sound bad in public, but also treating him like a child like okay you ain't got no job you ain't got this you ain't got this you could do this you could do that I feel like some of that is about coming together as a family and figuring out what it is that we can do together to work through this together but there's there's working together and then there's emasculation right there's yes working together and then there's like I'm tearing you down because I'm like to my example of like using your words to build him up or whatever like that um you know babe, you can get it. I know you're going to get this next job. You are so smart. Like they would be a fool not to hire you. Um, you know what? Let me sit down with you. We're going to run through these resumes. We're going to look at these job descriptions. We finna get this job. Like make it a us thing versus a him thing. You get what I'm saying? I think it's mm-hmm. about making it a team that doesn't kill the dream. You know what I'm saying? And so they, they, they say mm-hmm. teamwork make the dream work. Like we working together to make all this happen versus mm-hmm. uh, what are you going to do? How are you going to get it together? What are you doing for this family type thing? Because then that is breaking him down. It's, the man already feel bad. He ain't got a job. Mm-hmm. He already trying. You know what I mean? And if you don't mm-hmm. see the efforts and then on top of that, you beating them down. Like, that's what I mean when I'm saying you build you beating them down. But then on top of that, telling everybody about it. I mean, you just went to the next level of disrespecting your husband with your mouth. I mean, well, I, I, think a, wom- I want a woman who would tear their husband down 
um, at home probably, and, and thinks nothing bad about it, probably has no issue with doing the same thing in public. I mean, someone who is emotionally abusive, and that's what we're mm -hmm. talking about, really, right? When we talk, well, yeah. when we talk about the independent woman who bounces or pushes her independence of knowing every, knowing all the things, doing all the things, when she presses it firmly up against her husband's manhood, when she would do that at home then she would have no problem doing that in public. It would bleed out. You know what I'm saying? Someone right. will know. Someone will hear. There will be evidence of it. There's going to be residue that, that shows up. Yeah. You know, in small groups or, or friends. Yeah. I mean, it's going to show up somewhere. Uh, at home, and it may, and it may yeah, show up in more than say, just those places. Well, it, it could it could definitely show up when he finds somebody to talk to him sweet. Ooh. <laughs> it, it'll definitely show up then. And then when you find yourself getting them papers, it'll show up. It, it'll show up at, with the woman at the church. Ooh. Somebody done fixed his plate down in the... <laughs> somebody... <laughs> somebody or or that nice lady on a new job who always bring him lunch. Come on now. It, I'm just it, saying, it will, like, it's, it will. And, and that's a good, that's, that's facts right there. I think that it's important to understand the difference between building and tearing down. And when we're thinking about, uh, is it just an independent woman thing? Is it really about his manhood? It is. It is about his manhood when it comes to how you speak about your husband, especially out in these streets. Um, yes. and, and, and you're so right about that. Yeah. I mean, I've heard, I've, you know, I've heard some things that, that, that some women have done that have just really, um, made me clutch my pearls. It made me wonder how is you married? How is you married? You can't just talk crazy yeah. to and a how man. long, how long will you be married? How long how will you long be married? Will you be married? Mm. Yeah. You know, and where did, and I think for, if, our listeners and they are having this issue where, you know, and maybe they're, this is causing them to look at themselves and how they challenge their husband's manhood and how they bring the independent woman into the home and enforce it or press it up against their husbands. Mm -hmm. I would hope they would think, okay, why am I doing this? And maybe get some help, maybe get some counseling to figure out where it stems from. Is mm -hmm. it their resentment or bitterness that you have against your husband because of something that has happened? Mm -hmm. um, or is it raised and all you saw were women talking to men this way? I have a friend, the um, same friend I was talking about who was raised around all women. Mm -hmm. um her mom was not married um mm -hmm. her grandmother was not married mm -hmm. and she's married she's like the first one to get married all mm -hmm. aunts you know when when the family get together it's all women and now there's this one man her husband <laughs> and she is she talks down to him you know in front of all of those women and they have no nobody flinches nobody clutches their pearls and i just watch him crumble they don't see it they have no idea what's going on and i look at him and i'm like i watch him crumble and i think to myself like 
Okay, the first thing he did was look down to his cell phone. Is he texting somebody? Is this is his is this, is this his way of checking out? And you know, and while he sits there and shakes his head, is because he, he's used to it, or he like I ain't worried about them. You know, he's that confident. Where does I don't know what he's thinking, what he's doing, or where he goes mentally mm. when it's happening. But if you say that's okay, uh, Ronnie gonna get it. He know he better get it. He ain't got no job. He can go to the store and get us some ice for the cooler. He, you know, yeah, that I, I think it'd be aunts, interesting to hear what the uh, husbands of uh, what and, uh, what another husband would have to say about that. Yes, and all of the aunts are like, "Go on, Ronnie, go on, get the ice, baby." Mm-hmm. Child, you done worked all day. Sit down. Let him go get that ice. Hmm. And I'm like, uh, I'm gonna go with Ronnie and get the ice to make sure he come back and don't drive off the road because yeah, that was Paul Ronnie. That I th- I feel like there's um man there's something so cultural about that in some ways there's something that's so generational about that in many ways and there is I mean I don't think that that is what any husband desires whenever he chooses a woman and chooses to go into marriage with her I remember I had I had a relative and I grew up with some very strong women in my mm. family. And I had a relative who um, used to talk like that to her husband. And I just was like, dang. Even as a kid, I was like, dang. Yeah. Dang. Why? why, Dang. She talked to him crazy. Yeah. Dang. That's that's wow. And I think this is it. Nice guys exist, ladies. Nice guys exist. And you cannot emasculate a nice guy because he's a nice guy. He's still Mm. a guy. I know I said nice first, but I said guy last, right? He's Mm. still a man at the end of the day. He wants to be respected. He wants to be cared after. He wants to be revered. He wants to be upheld. He wants to be lifted, right, and built up. There are men who, who will say, I have this because of you. And I'm going to say, I feel my husband tells me this all the time. You know, I have a nice guy. And my husband always says, and I am a type A, right? Mm -hmm. But he always says, you know what? I would never do this if it wasn't for you. I would never do that if it wasn't for you. And I think that that is a huge testament to the kind of wife that I am to him um, and to the way that I work hard to build him. Now, I'm not perfect by any stretch of the imagination but but as I work to try and ensure that he feels his confidence that he feels that that um that um that vibrato you know what I'm saying Mm -hmm. to to be like I can go out here and do whatever there are some things that I'm that I may feel that I may never say to other people about my husband you know what right. I mean? If there's an issue that we have in house, and let me let me not let me not be misunderstood. I'm not talking about this. What goes on in our house stays in our in our house type deal. I'm saying like <clears throat> there are some things that I'm not gonna say about my husband to anybody else that is not here to help us. Right. Because, intentions. Right. So I mean, if there if I'm talking to somebody who's who's um, marriage minded, who is for our marriage, who knows that I love my husband and I'm not trying to hurt him and who who wants to help us be our best married selves, 
then I may share some things with them to kind of help me and to help him process through whatever it is that we're dealing with. But some of those details don't need to be shared with other people. And also the way you share the details matter. You get what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Some stuff should just never part your lips. If it, if it feels like you're talking to him, like he's a kid, you should never say it. If it feels like you're directing him in in a way that is um, authoritative and um, directional that feels like you are talking to a subordinate, Mm. you should never say it. And I don't want to give some examples, but, you know, um, I know he better do X, Y, and Z. Or I told you to X, Y, and Z. Like, if Mm. it comes like that, you should just not, just don't. Just don't. Don't say it. Period. Period. I feel like we done, we done beat the dead horse on this. Listen. I do. I do. I feel like we have, like you said, we have beat the dead horse. Yeah. I don't know what else or how many other different ways we can say it. Um, yeah. Just just stop. Get help. Yeah. Figure out why you are doing the things that you do and fix it. Yeah. And don't let, listen, don't let you being an independent woman kill your husband's manhood. Period. Now. Period. Well, some key key. There's some, things going, there's some things going on out here that we really need to talk about, girl. First of all, uh, Kevin Samuels. Oh, Lord. Speaking of toxic. Okay. Okay. 1,000% toxic. This man has said that if you are an unmarried woman who is over 35, you are leftovers. Leftovers. This man talked about you like... You you're you are yesterday's meal. Nobody wanted you. You have been put in the fridge and pushed to the back. Okay, now let's talk about this. Let's chop this up. Okay. Yeah. If you are 35 and unmarried, um, what is statistically speaking, what are the chances that you are the first wife? That is a good Okay, I think that if you, okay, at 35, what is the chance that you're the first wife? It's, I don't know, in today's age where people are waiting, it's probably 50-50. Okay, what are the chances that you don't have to reconcile with being, your child not being his first? I mean, there's a very high chance that you're, that, that you're not going to be his only baby mama, for lack of a better term. Okay. So in terms of, let me say, I do not like this man. This man is toxic for the community Mm. um, and relationships. He has a thing about black women that needs to be counseled out of him or beat (laughs) out of him. Um, And I, I believe from things that I have seen, read, and heard that he participates in, um, that he is, he's not heterosexual. Um, and he's so on, he's on, he's on the LG to the IA uh, spectrum. He in the alphabets. So <laughs> I don't, so I don't know if he is the right person, person to, to be able be to say sounding something. off about yeah. what goes on in heterosexual African-American relationships. Or otherwise, because he didn't period. say if you're an unmarried black woman. He just said if you're unmarried, you're 35. 
So period. that's pretty much any woman that's over 35 that is unmarried. Right. So I do think statistics should be looked into about about that because I do have, you know, I have one friend who is um, over 35. Um, she is not married. She is, she just now um, recently got engaged. Um, and she is by far not leftovers. This man has never been married before. Um, okay. And, but he does have a child. Okay. Right. Um, and so there's that. Then I have another friend who is um, dating a man and he has been married, has children. He has two girls and, you know, she is would be the second wife. Mm -hmm. And so I believe that there is some truth to it, but I don't know if leftovers is the right word because it I don't know on if how you been... look at leftovers though. I, I mean, yeah. cause, cause I like leftovers. Leftovers be delicious the next day. All yes. I'm saying is leftovers have been, have, have sopped up all the seasonings and spices and flavor mixturings. And and when you have food the next day, it's like it's been made better. I don't know. I don't know how anybody else feels about leftovers, but I enjoy leftovers. Yeah, and I would say not a leftover, but a learned over because the mistakes mm. that were made in the past, mm -hmm. the things that got you to where, you know, you divorced or whatever happened, mm -hmm. you've learned from those things and now you're ready to recommit yourself to another marriage. So mm -hmm. you've learned some things, got over some things, and now mm -hmm. you're ready for the type of relationship that could be long lasting where you have matured. Because yeah. honestly, when you think of, okay, you out of high school, school out of college or whatever you're in your early 20s you ain't grown you're not making big girl or big boy decisions mm -hmm. you don't know that much you really didn't know who you were until you were by in your 30s right yeah and yeah so you had to learn some things gain some wisdom before you could really come correct about being married the first yeah. time if you still together and you got married in your early 20s mid 20s it's just the luck of the or the lord whichever you choose because i mean <laughs> I, I would say you definitely um you found somebody who shares values at a young age and who was took their commitments very seriously because yes. we've all changed i mean i was I was 27 when I got married. Mm, mm, mm. I met my husband when I was 25. Mm. So, I mean, we were still, I would say we were relatively young. Yes. Um, I was very he young. was 28 when we got married. So I feel that, I feel like you're young if you've got married before 30. Because the thing is that you don't have some of the pivotal shifts that happen when you hit your 30s. I think mm -hmm. when you when you hit your 30s is when you start to really feel like an adult. You know what I'm saying? Um, if you don't have kids, then you you have kids you probably felt grown already. I don't know. You might <clears throat> you might have. Um, but I, I I I I think this in today's society where people are waiting to marry, right? Mm -hmm. Um, where people are focused more on getting their bag and yes. building up their bank account and doing all these things before marriage. Mm -hmm. um, people are spending more time with themselves to better understand themselves so they don't end up in repeat marriages. Mm -hmm. um, I don't know necessarily that Mr. Samuels understands what today's values are like. Um, I have a girlfriend right now who is, uh, she just had a birthday, uh, 36 or 37, unmarried. Um, 
she's a professor. She's not a leftover. Like, no, she's not. She's that, not yeah. a left. Like, she is doing her thing. Like, she's getting published. She's doing stuff. Like, she's not a leftover. Um, I think that she's being um thoughtful in her process as she's prospecting with different, you know, dating guys and stuff like this. But I don't think that you're a leftover. And I think that you know what? It time out for letting some random entitled dude tell us what we're worth right right especially one who i mean i don't know it, it, this this man is he's a trip he's trifling a trip. And, <laughs> and has and he has no good thing to say about any black woman i've never heard him say one he d- thing he'll tell you if you about have any he'll tell you woman, if you've got woman, it going on that you still are trash he told the yes. woman she's like got her own. She uh, this woman had her own. What was she? A groomer, six figure business, doing it on her own. Can't wasn't able to find a man and whatever hold down a relationship. He told her that she wasn't worth nothing. I don't mm. know what kind of man you He's, think you want to get. She mm. want he wants these women to settle for these. You know, um, I don't. I don't want to. I want to say unambitious man children, who. Don't want nothing, ain't doing nothing, ain't trying to get nothing, ain't trying to have nothing, and will likely destroy whatever you have built or, you know, that kind of thing. And and that you should settle for that. Like, that's what you deserve. And I don't mm-hmm. I don't know if he just didn't get many hugs as a child. I don't know if people just, you know, if maybe his mama don't love him and now he's trying to take it out on other women. I don't know. But I ain't got no more time for Kim and Samuels. Let me tell you about something else. Let's talk about somebody else. Yeah. Um, so here's an interesting thing. Um, there is this lawsuit of a friend who uh, is suing her other friend. So these are girlfriends. Um, mm-hmm. one was asked to be a maid of honor, a maid, well, not a maid of honor, but just like a bridesmaid in her wedding. Okay, okay. And so, uh, the bride had all these stipulations, all these you know things that she wanted her brides to her bridesmaids to have, like you know, you choose their dress, their shoes, the hairstyle, the makeup. Yes. Um, all the different things and all of this obviously is at the bridesmaids expense, right? Mm-hmm. They have to do all this. So, um, she, she asked her to do all this, right? But, uh, there was just this little caveat. So one, her bridesmaid ended up getting sick and had to cut her hair because of her illness. Um, oh, wow. she was, her treatment and different things like this. So she was sick. She needed to cut her hair. And so she went to the bride and said, hey, I'm just I'm really so sorry, but I've, I've got to cut my hair because of, you know, the illness, yada, yada. Do you mm. think it'll be OK? Now, meanwhile, she has already committed to being a bridesmaid. She has already bought the dress, the shoes. She has already put the down payment for the uh, makeup artist and the hair and all Ooh. this stuff. So she has spent the money. OK, she has bought her plane ticket. She has gotten herself ready to be. To stand up for her sister friend at her wedding. Uh, Bride says, okay, yeah, sure, no problem. I understand, you know, I love you, yada, yada. Next day, Bride texts her, you know, I was talking to my fiance and I thought about it and this really is my day and I'm really so upset that you you know that that you can't wear the hairstyle that I'm having everybody wear. So I'm just going to have to ask you to step out of my wedding. Um, and she said, okay, cool, cool, cool. Um, I'm going to need to be reimbursed 
for everything that I spent on your wedding because you're kicking me out of your wedding and I'm not going to be in the wedding. So I don't need any of these things. Like, as you know, once you have a dress altered, you cannot return that dress. That is your no, dress. No, that's done. That's a done deal. And they tell you, once alterations happen, this is your dress. She done been through alterations. And it was like not even far from the wedding. Like the wedding was about to be happening. So now she's suing her her ex-friend, I would imagine. So I feel like once you litigate somebody, y'all can't be friends no more. But uh, she is suing her ex-friend for her wedding expenses after having been kicked out of the wedding. And she is asking, am I the a-hole here? I don't know. Um, <laughs> what do you think, Misha? I'm going to weigh in last. Um, I think that the wedding that she was going to be in was not one of a real friend. Mm-hmm. There is no way that mm-hmm. a friend of mine, a real friend who... I mean, who I care about, who is down mm-hmm. for me, who I am down for, who I love, yeah. um, who I would not have my wedding. Because the people that are in the center, they're people like, I couldn't have my wedding without you. Aww. Like, you have to stand beside me. You have to be there. Like, yeah. if that is the, that, no, there is no way that she would not be in the wedding. And if she had to cut her hair for a reason where she was sick, girl, not mm-hmm. only that, I'm going to honor you and thank you for even still after all of those things standing up for me at mm-hmm. my wedding because mm-hmm. you know you're I'm your person you're my person we we went through this together girl you had to cut your hair okay okay well then you stand in the front because you're gonna be different let's mm-hmm. let's rechange the line you come out yeah. you come out last and strut okay let's change your dress up a little bit you know what I'm saying like let yeah. me honor you on the day that I'm being honored because you're my girl so yes. so obviously this was not her friend friend no, it couldn't have been. This had nope. to be, you know, a, maybe a sorority sister, maybe you know, and all of the line <laughs> is in the is You're in the so wedding, silly. or the maybe it was like yeah. he had he had six, so she had to come up with six, and you was girl the an associate, oh, right? No. And you can, like, and you got the right body type to wear a strapless dress. You know what Stop I'm saying? It. And so I, I have, I've heard that happen before. Like, okay, she can't wear a strapless dress. She too heavy. She can't wear a strapless dress. She too heavy up top. So uh-huh. maybe she won't work in the wedding. You know what I'm saying? I've seen it. Oh, well, she, she always got her hair, you know, multiple colors. So she can't be in a wedding. You know what I'm okay. saying? Like, okay, if it's that type fair. of associate, mm-hmm. then... Yeah, I you ma'am go and try to get your coin back. And I think oh. it would it would be befitting for the girl to just offer her okay. something. You know. I I I'm gonna just say I agree that uh she couldn't have been a real friend. She couldn't have been a real friend. Not not a ride or die friend. Um and to be honest, not the kind of friend you would invite to be into your wedding. Like the people that are in your wedding need to be lifers or as close to lifers as possible like these need to be friends that have been your homegirls since homegirls was homegirls like these are the ones that you done been through the fire of life with like these the ones that have seen you in the good the bad the ugly like these are your riders and for her to have a real health situation Mm mm-hmm and for mm-hmm. you to kick her out the wedding like this is your reward after she's already demonstrated her faithfulness to you as a friend 
and you're gonna mm. turn around and be like well i thought about it and it's my day first of all you don't even need to be nobody's wife because ma'am if you think that marriage is about your day i'm gonna need you to go back to the drawing board go back to counseling and i'm gonna need somebody to give you the really real real because that ain't what it is and on top of that after she done spent all this good money on your wedding Mm. ma'am you need to pay her back that's how i feel about it yes Proceed to getting your coins, ma'am. Give her her money back. Mm, mm, mm. That is so sad. That is Give so her sad. her money back. Okay, do we have time for one more? We got a few schminnels. Okay, just a real quick. Okay, how about this one? Yeah, um, yeah. The dad uh, has a certain lifestyle. Same scenario. Mm-hmm. It's a wedding. Dad said, I'm going to pay for everything. But Mm -hmm. the dad has a different lifestyle, whether it's religion or sexuality or he didn't marry a black woman or or he didn't marry a black, you know, whatever. Uh Uh-huh. And the daughter tells the uh, dad, listen, I still want you to pay for the wedding, but when you can you not bring your religion, your new religion to the wedding? Like, can you not wear the thing? Can you, if you bring your wife, can she not wear her hair covered? Because y'all are, you know, y'all different now. And, you know, Mm -hmm. we traditional over here. I still want you to pay for the wedding, but your wife can't come. Your new wife can't come because it's Uh not my mom. Your new wife can't come. Uh And I don't want you to talk about her or your religion. Or I don't want you to talk about your homosexual relationship and, you know, none of that at my wedding. And... The daddy mm-hmm. is like, okay, well, I'm not paying for the wedding. Mm-hmm. Uh, what is your thoughts on the dad saying, am I a jerk for not paying for the wedding? I think for sure it's his money and, it, and that's his idea. I mean, that's, I feel like this. While I'm not championing anybody's lifestyle, um, I think that everybody is entitled to their wallet. And I feel like if you feel that someone is disrespected you, then they don't deserve your coins. I mean, mm. I just feel that that's fair. Um, now, like I said, to me, it's not even it's not about that. But you can't say I want your money. Uh, but you can't you can't. That's the hard part. You know what I'm saying? Because I feel like there's a duality in the entitlement there, right? There's mm. this, there's the I'm your daughter. And so I feel entitled because I'm your daughter. Like I was here before you decided that you was going to go out here and live a whole nother lifestyle. Right. Mm-hmm. And you always said that you were going to cover my wedding. So I feel that feeling. You get what I'm saying? Like I definitely yeah. understand that school of thought and where that's coming from. But I also understand the idea of like, how are you going to ask me to pay for something? But then like, I can't even show up. Yeah. Like I can show up, but I can't bring, I can't bring my current life to celebrate with you and yeah, I, think I that be may, my authentic if, self if it's indicative of her like if she's saying i don't accept this and this is not i'm not i'm not here for it that's one thing but on behalf of the other family um that's kind of hard because it's it's a it's a will we be a part of it going forward question will we be a part of the marriage and your life going forward 
Yeah. I mean, are we not invited to Thanksgiving now? Are we not invited to, you know what I mean, kind of thing? So I feel that there's that part. But I feel that you're entitled to your coin. And I feel like if you if, if somebody disrespects you, whoever you are, and mm-hmm. I don't think that I think that you're wrong to expect them to pay. Mm. I would I would not tell someone like if I don't want you, I don't want you. If yeah. I don't if I don't if I'm not if I don't want you to be there, like I'm to me, I would say if you want to pay for the wedding, that's totally up to you. You know, I would love for you to be there. Unfortunately, mm-hmm. I can't have your husband sit in front row like y'all looking all like lovers. That's not going to work. Uh, and, and your new adoptive son, that's not going to work. Um, so you can make the choice what you want to do. To me, that's a different thing. But hey, pay for me and follow their rules. That seems a little that that that, that seems very entitled and, mm-hmm. and unfair. I agree. If I was a dad, simply put, I'd be like, hey, I understand that, you know, your new family has their rules and their traditions. Mm-hmm. But if I can't come, if I'm not welcome, neither is my checkbook. Period. Period. <laughs> Period. <laughs> if I'm not welcome, neither is my checkbook. That I yes. love. You don't want me. You don't want my money. Period. <laughs> I get it. Yep. So I guess that's that. Um, y'all let us know. Weigh in and tell us what do you think. Do you think that the dad was the jerk? Do you think the daughter was the jerk? Do you think that the um that the friend who is suing her girlfriend was a was the jerk, or do you think the bride was the jerk? Um, and we all know Kevin Samuels is a jerk. We don't even talk about that one. <laughs> but hey, I'm gonna say this to wrap us on up out of here. Um. I need I need us wives to realize one really key and critical thing. What you say about your marriage matters and the way you represent your ma- your man in public is so critical to the respect that you will receive as a wife, as a mother and as a woman of honor. You got to watch what you're saying in these streets about your man because people are going to look at you sideways and say, "Ain't that your husband?" Mm. Now, I'm not saying, you know, that you should hide things that need to be discussed. Like I said earlier, you know, you got to talk about what needs to be discussed, but you need to choose your words very wisely and you need to consider your audience and keep it in a tone of respect. You know, um, I can't believe this fool that you starting off wrong already. Okay. Mm -hmm. I need you to watch your tone and remember you married that man. And whatever he does or doesn't do is a direct reflection of the type of wife you are and have been to him. It's on you, sis. And I know you feel like, no, it's not on me. Uh, What he do is what he do. No, what he do is what y'all do. So keep a few trusted advisors in your midst, right, to help you through the hard times. And if they aren't qualified or you don't have any, then get some real professional help, like see a psychotherapist, okay? And whatever you do, do not defame, disrespect, or dishonor your own husband in the midst of others because a woman who dishonors her husband dishonors herself. And that's on period. So Mm. (sighs) that's all I got to say about that. We got to get up out of here. Cause I got a whole baby who probably ain't in bed and my husband out here kicking it and <laughs> it's way past bedtime. So listen, y'all, I want you to do one key thing. Okay. I want you to keep on loving yourself. 
and doing everything possible to properly love that man. Amen. Amen. All right, y'all, we got to go. Y'all take care of yourself and be good. Peace. Peace.